I want, I want, I want, me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. And welcome to Thoughts from the Hairy Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 44 of Thoughts from the Hairy Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about Big Brother and Federal Spying. One of the policy areas I've been most involved in over the last couple of years is federal spying and surveillance. In the wake of the Snowden revelations, we've learned just how intrusive the federal government has become and just how ubiquitous spying has become. It's something that I find very concerning, but a lot of people don't really seem to care. I mean, I think on on an intellectual level, they say, well, yeah, we don't really want the the federal government spying on us, but it's not an issue that really gets people upset. It's not something that really cuts close to home. And I think a lot of that is because, well, they don't really think it's impacting them in any real way. You know, I think there's a lot of the I have nothing to hide mentality that goes on. So, you know, they think, well, I haven't done anything wrong and I've got nothing to hide. So, you know, really, the federal government shouldn't be spying on us, but eh, not the most important thing for me to worry about. And, you know, I guess on one level I understand this, but the problem is, is people don't seem to realize just how much impact this spying has and, and can have on us. In fact, way back in the 1970s, Senator Frank Church uh, was a prominent U.S. senator, and he warned that the federal surveillance state could potentially lead to what he called total tyranny. Now think about that. This was the 1970s, and Frank Church was talking about the potential for total tyranny at a time when there wasn't really the internet, and we weren't all using cell phones, and we didn't all use email. The threat has to be, I don't know, I mean, just exponentially bigger in 2016 than it was back in the 1970s, and yet people still don't really care. But there's growing evidence that This spy state, the surveillance that's going on, Big Brother watching over our shoulder, is really having an impact. Now, let me address real quick this whole I have nothing to hide attitude. You really don't know that you don't have anything to hide. And it's interesting, Glenn Greenwald did a really good TED Talk on this. And he said, people who are actually saying this are engaged in a very extreme act of self-deprecation. 
What they're really saying is, I have agreed to make myself such a harmless and unthreatening and uninteresting person that I actually don't fear having the government know what I'm doing. I think there's a lot of truth to that. But I think there's an even more important issue we should consider. I mean, what is bad? You know, we think that, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything bad. But what is bad? And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Greenwald here. He said, when you say somebody who's doing bad things, you probably mean things like plotting a terrorist attack or engaging in violent criminality. A much narrower conception of what people who wield power mean when they say doing bad things. For them, doing bad things typically means doing something that poses meaningful challenges to the exercise of their own power. And I think that's what Frank Church was getting at when he talked about the potential for total tyranny, because when the government can spy on you, when the government can know everything that you're doing, then it can begin to stomp out things that threaten its power. Now, you might say, well, Mike, you're being paranoid, and you need to get the tinfoil hat off your head, but but this is demonstrated. This isn't something I'm just making up. I mean, think about it. Anti-war protesters were spied on back in the 60s. Martin Luther King was spied on. I mean, he was a threat to the power structure, and therefore surveillance was used against him. And again, this was at a time before we had all of the electronic communications that we do today. So this is a very, very real threat to our freedom. Now, I'm going to take this a step further, though, because it's not just the potential for tyranny. It is the fact that all of this surveillance and all of this spying is demonstrably changing the way we behave. Now, this is interesting. The other day, my wife and I were were just sitting. We were actually looking at some uh, old newspaper articles from like the 60s and 70s. And on one of these newspapers, there was this little blurb about a, uh, a tribe. I can't remember where the tribe was, but it talked about how this tribe would wear the shrunken heads of their enemies around their necks. And I looked at my wife and I said, I wonder how in the world do you shrink a head? I mean, how, how does that even happen? And she goes, oh, let's Google it and find out. That's, that's a fun game we play at our house. Let's Google it and find out. And so she starts to type into Google and she stops and she looks at me and she goes, you know, maybe I shouldn't Google shrinking heads. I mean, what kind of, what kind of flag is that going to raise? And we both laughed. But you see, that's the way surveillance works. It causes us to self-censor. And this isn't something that, that I'm just making up. Is, you know, the story demonstrates the truth. Because the other day, or last week actually, there was an article published by The Intercept, and it reported that Americans really are self-censoring because they fear the prospect of being monitored and spied on. This is what the article said. A new study from Oxford's John Penny. John Penny, provides empirical evidence for a key argument long made by privacy advocates, that the mere existence of a surveillance state breeds fear and conformity and stifles free expression. Reporting on the study, the Washington Post this morning described this phenomenon. Quote, if we think the authorities are watching our online actions, we might stop visiting certain websites or not saying certain things just to avoid seeming suspicious. End quote. Now, according to this study, there have been a 20 or there has been a 20% decline in page views on Wikipedia articles related to terrorism, including those that mention Al Qaeda, car bombs, or the Taliban. People were afraid to read these articles 
to research these topics for fear of doing so might bring them under a cloud of suspicion. I guess we can add shrunken heads to that list. Furthermore, a study from PEN America of writers found that one in six writers had curbed their content out of fear of surveillance, and it showed that writers are not only overwhelmingly worried about government surveillance, but are engaging in self-censorship as a result. Now, ladies and gentlemen, 1984 was supposed to be fiction. It wasn't meant to be a handbook, but here we are today. Let me read this passage from 1984 to you. There was, of course, no way of knowing whether you were being watched at any given moment, how often, or on what system the thought police plugged in on any individual wire was guesswork. It was even conceivable that they watched everybody all the time. But at any rate, they could plug in your wire whenever they wanted to. You have to live, and did live, from habit that became instinct, in the assumption that every sound you made was overheard, and, except in darkness, every movement scrutinized. We are fast moving toward that reality in America. And by the way, we never did find out how to shrink heads. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, please do me a favor and spread the word. Make sure you head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast for free. And send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10 Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.